This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Matty Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Hit record, and there's no point in hanging about, really. You know, there's, uh, there's five of us on the call this time, so there's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of cross wires, potentially. So I'm going to try and steer the ship uh, <laughs> as best as I can. Uh, this morning... At work, though, I've got a little anecdote to kick off the show for everybody, lads, before I introduce you all. Oh, uh, this okay. morning, uh, when I was at work, some of you might know that I'm a chef at Carlisle United and I work with the first team and the new team, feeding them breakfast and lunch. And this morning, one of the players turned round to me and said, Oh! <laughs> 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 Army podcast. That's right. This is episode ninety-nine, and I am absolutely buzzing to introduce to you not just the two men I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust, but two lads from the Warwick Road End, Callum and Jay. Obviously, we're talking about Wills and Liam. Welcome to the show, everybody. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad myself. Good, good. Confident. Confident start to the show. Confident start to the show. And uh, I mean, Callum, Jay, welcome to the show for the first time. Uh, thank Cheers, you very bro. much for joining us. Thank you so much no for problem. joining us. Hey, and um, I mean, when you're first on the show, uh, it might be a little bit awkward when you're doing introductions to people. So it's always a good idea to start things off with a little bit of a laugh and a little bit of an icebreaker. And I have <laughs> the answer to that little conundrum. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. At this point of the show, it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Yeah. I think he's trying to. Oh, it's the Blue Army podcast. Right, here we go. Here we go. I was sweating because we've got, you know, we've got new guests on the show, so I had to make it a good one. And uh, I cancelled the joke and tried to find a better joke. So let's hope this one works. Okay, here we go. Why shouldn't you worry about the man who was addicted to soap? Um, why? John, why? Uh, because he got clean. <laughs> <laughs> they're always just terrible. Yeah. They're, they're never, yeah, they don't get much better. Every now and again, there'll be a mild laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I appreciate all the laughter at least. I really mm-hmm. do I appreciate everybody there. Um, but that's... you're not with you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, well, thanks, mate. Cheers, well. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, to save me the embarrassment, we'll try and move on. And uh, I mean, and save me and be embarrassed in front of the new boys. Um, I mean, we won't keep you hanging around for too long, lads. We've got you here uh, because, I mean, there's a lot of focus and there's a lot of interest in and around what you lads have set up, you and your friends have set oh, up. I- and I was wondering maybe if you could tell us how that whole thing got started. Um, you know, it, was it the Instagram page, the Warwick Road End, like what, before that? You know, what was the process of getting this whole thing? And and why? Why did you want to get this group together? Well, it basically all started because we all just met a group chat on Snapchat, like with all the like lads who got the games. 
And we were like, uh, oh, we need to start doing stuff for the club that like to make the atmosphere better because it's like big push now, big end to the season. We need the atmosphere built up. And then um, we were like, oh, we could do marches, like start doing marches. And like everyone was like, yeah, we could do that. So then we just added more boys to this group chat, put it out on socials and then like just all started from there. So everything's been run through social media, pretty much. That's, that's got you guys off the ground. Like, how far into it, or how many members was there before you kind of like jumped onto Instagram and, and other platforms after Snapchat? 20. I about twenty of us, just on. Yeah, like, yeah. I, that's did, you it, it, did you expect it? Did you expect it to take off the way it has? I mean, how long? How long's the Instagram page been on, and and what number? You're over a thousand now. I'm pretty sure. That's I, the I over a thousand now. Like, it's only took about two months, something. It's crazy, like it's amazing growth. I mean, hats hats off to you, lads. And it's been noticed by like a lot a lot of people, and you've had a lot of press. And I was wondering if that press has maybe um been a little bit negative in some ways. Maybe people sort of prejudged you guys, because obviously now we can see yeah. in the light of day that like it's all positivity and it's all love for the football club. But at first, I think like maybe the message hadn't got across to all the fans, and he just maybe heard the word march and he just sort of like weren't sure what was yeah. going on. I will not put it on Facebook on the, all the groups. Just just uh, negative comments just saying, oh, there's going to be carry on, there's going to be fights. Uh, the police will have to get involved and all that, but prove them wrong, totally wrong. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have. And uh, I mean, in many ways, the press has led to that. And uh, I mean, I believe you lads spent uh, your own free time and um, money that you have raised via these social media, different platforms. Maybe you can tell us uh, about how you've been able to raise the money for these funds. But, you know, it's led to painting uh, the Warwick Road end. And I was wondering, you know, how how did that sort of happen? Why was that your main focus of attention? And, uh, you know, uh, how, how did you raise the money for that? So there was a GoFundMe out there. So that was going to go towards the paint and flags, new flags for the Warwick Road end and the waterworks. And then there was just a comment on the Snapchat saying uh, the Warwick Road's looking not the best at the moment. So we decided to paint it blue. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looks great. It really does. And uh, you guys got to meet some of the players and Paul Simpson. I'm quickly having a little uh, scroll through some of his social media posts. I mean, uh, was was there uh, was there anything that Paul uh, said to you guys that that uh, that stood out for you? Was that, that you know that experience must have been really great? Yeah, there was him, Feeney, and Dennis, and they both said we're doing an outstanding job. So obviously, yeah, give, mean, us like, a, give us a boost and all. Really, give us a boost. Yeah, Just I mean, like, like it, it, right. it's given you a fantastic platform, you know, it's led to all this great media. And uh, I mean, some for some fans, it did have to take uh, sort of like the news and start and things like that to cover you. Uh, for you to be able to, yeah. to, to reach certain groups of fans. I mean, like, and now the sky's the limit for you guys. What's what's the next uh, big thing? What's the next big project that you guys maybe have in the pipeline in terms of improving things around Brunton Park? Yeah, the uh, Paint the paddock. The paddock's next. <laughs> uh, uh, it needs don't it. Know. <laughs> it does need it. Uh, uh, don't really know. It's just obviously we want more people in and out of that Warwick every week because it needs like obviously with this big push coming, like it needs noise, it needs energy. Like, well, I'm the one with the drum, and all the fans are saying to me to buy a bigger drum so the whole the front of <laughs> the whole of front of park can hear it. But um, I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> it is drum, but I'm the drummer. All right, you haven't got the confidence to drum your own drum. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not really. Oh man, I mean, um. In terms of like growing support and, and really getting things going for the club, um, I mean, you've spoken about other projects, but when's your next big march going to be, lads? I haven't really thought about it yet. Just, uh, but who's our next home game again? Is it? Uh, but it's Swindon. Stevenage, I think it is. Uh, Stevenage. Stevenage will be a big and like. So might have to get on where do you normally start the march and, and, and where does it kind of go? What can fans that uh, haven't been to the march that are listening to the podcast right now, what can they expect uh, Like when they turn up to one of these marches? Well, you start of us, 
we go from the train station usually an hour before kickoff, and then we just like sit round there for a bit, get like more people coming, get the drum going, get the chants going, and then uh, just walk to the stadium like with a big group of lads making noise. <laughs> right, we'll have to get down there, lads. We'll have to go, we'll have to go along to one of these definitely and get some pictures right. and stuff taken. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to come... Yeah, we'll have to come and meet you both face-to-face, Callum and Jay. I mean, thank you so much for your time. And before, just before we kind of say bye to you, gentlemen, um, very sort of quickly, at the end, we'll turn things towards football and the pitch. I mean, how did you think at the start of the season things were going to go this well, Jay? Did you think this was going to be uh, like the the season that we were going to be looking towards the top two? Yeah, definitely. Because Paul Simpson, he's just an unbelievable manager. And... um... He's got Carlisle back together. In, in Simo, in Simo, we trust. In Simo, we trust. In Callum, in, where can you see Carlisle United finishing this season? But top seven definitely is just is just now a matter of fact if we finish uh, finishing that top three. But playoff places definitely. It'd be disappointing if we don't hit the playoffs. Like, we've spoken about it many oh, yeah. times here on the Blue Army podcast. And uh, Callum, Jay, thank you so much for joining us here on the Blue Army podcast, lads. No bother, no, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks right. a lot. Cheers, and, uh, I mean, oh. we'll have you back again. Thank you a lot. You've been good crack. Cheers. I'll see you later. See you. Thank you. Wow, how nice were those gentlemen, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very nice to meet the lads from the Warwick. I'll put the uh, social media tags in the description. Will, sorry, what are you going to say? I was just going to say, nice to kind of get the voice of the actual drummer. (laughs) (laughs) You've you've stood in his vicinity before, and uh, there you go. You've kind of of semi-met him. Uh, You've kind of semi-met him. And uh, lads... Let's have let's have normalarity return back to the podcast after a bit of excitement there. That was very exciting, you know, to have a yeah. guest on. And that I can tell everybody that there is going to be a very special guest on next week for our 100th episode as well. So it was it was, it was good to get a bit of practice in there uh, with, with a pair of really good guests. You know, it was, uh, it was great to get a bit of practice in there. But lads, let's move yeah. on. To the way things we normally do things around here, which means it's time for everybody's favourite duo segment. That's right. <laughs> time for the Cumbrian Brain Trust to tell us what's happening here. What's happening there? It's the league. Two rounds up with Wills and Liam. <laughs> right, Liam, I believe Liam has decided to pick up on the old enemy and what they've been up to this week. And Will <laughs> yeah. left with the dignitaries of the league table. So as I yeah. madly scramble to find the league table, Liam, why don't you kick things off with that Crawley story? Well, I, you said the old enemy. I consider them big friends of the show because they provide so much content <laughs> every single well week. Said. <laughs> I quite like them. But... Uh, but yeah, they've made a, a bit of a free agent sign and they, they released another one of their sort of B-team gadgets that didn't make a single appearance. And then they announced the signing of Jordan Much. And he played the other day. I'm not really sure oh, how he did. Oh, is it Jordan Much? Is that the player? Right. Yeah, it was. He hasn't played since early 2022. And a lot of people are just kind of. He was in, sorry, can I just like, say quickly? He was in. He was in my. Um, <laughs> do you know, like we do the, the do the thing at the start of the season with the transfer targets. Yeah, <laughs> was he one of them? <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was. He's still sorry, going for on. him. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll leave him now. No, no. <laughs> but he was last sorry, in. Mate. He was last in Australia, but he, you know, in his career, he's had some decent spells at Crystal Palace, QPR, Cardiff. Uh, Birmingham, where he started, I think he really made his name at Crystal Palace, but he hasn't really, throughout his entire career, managed to hold down a place for more than a couple of seasons. You know what I mean? Like he, he hasn't made over a hundred appearances for any club. The most he's made is fifty-seven for Cardiff. That's league appearances. Uh, but yeah, he, he's certainly an experienced player. I don't think he's dropped down to this level before. He had a loan early on in his career when he went down to Doncaster in twenty ten. I'm not sure what league they were in at the time. But he's one of them signings that is like, it looks a bit of a panic signing to me. I, I wanted to say panic buy, but he's not a panic buy because I didn't pay any money for him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was last in Australia, hasn't been playing. He played for West West Sydney Wanderers 
and then MacArthur FC, which I believe are a yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of them in the Champions League kind of before. <laughs> Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this Australian Champions League club, but uh, <laughs> but no, now he's at Crawley, uh, who aren't particularly doing very well. And uh, to be honest, I don't think he's going to be that influential. He's made his first appearance already. I don't see him as a very good sign, and I think he's way past his best. He's he's only thirty one. But he's one of them players that sort of really fell off the sport. Like he's one of those ones that he has he's had such a decline in his career in his sort of late twenties that I think he he's pretty much finished. And I don't think he's gonna be a very good sign for Crawley Town. I could be proved wrong, but he It's often the case once you uh, go over to somewhere like Australia. Yeah, um, the, like Macaulay you, Gillespie, uh Zach Clough. Yeah. He was in South Korea for a little bit as well. Um, went to Norway. Uh, he's one of them ones that just can't seem to get his foot under the rug anywhere. And it, but maybe things will be different at Crawley Town. But to me, that just looked like a massive panic sign. And especially with it happening so far <laughs> after January. Like, he clearly wasn't in the plans originally. But they've just seen an opportunity. They've pounced on it. And they're going to hope that he can somehow salvage something from them. Because, you know, the way that the league's going at the at the minute, they could very easily be bottom of the league next week with mm-hmm. Rochdale picking up points. You know, you'll go on to speak about them this week, I'm sure. But yeah, well, that's a brilliant segue. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Will. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the kind of standout result of the weekend was Rochdale 2, Stevenage 0, wasn't it? Yeah. And I've got a few to go through, so feel free to kind of like jump in with your thoughts as 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 a kind of like pick up different parts of the table but um mm. it's you know it's good for us stevenage dropping points um so i mean they are still on very bad form they won on tuesday um albeit with a very late winner and maybe thought that their blip was over but 2-0 defeats against bottom of the table team that's that's got to kind of hurt their confidence. Yeah. Um, I've had a look on their forum. The fans are starting to ask questions about Steve Evans, wondering if he's got what it takes to get them promotion. Oh, so yeah. That sounds very uh, harsh, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, be a big answer back. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, they've still got a game in hand on us, but they're not on the sort of form where, where you'd kind of, like, expect them to overhaulers more than say um Northampton and Bradford. Um so you know Northampton their little they had a little blip where we overtook them. Um they beat Crawley 1-0. Um okay granted uh, Crawley aren't the most difficult of opponents but Northampton did have a player sent off. Um a sending off that you might think surely is going to get overturned because none of the pundits who've seen it, I don't know if either of you have seen this uh, sending off Northampton no. against Crawley. Northampton. Yeah, I have. I've seen it. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. McGowan gets sent off. Uh, Aaron McGowan. Nobody can work out what he's been sent off for. It just <laughs> looks like a, it looks like a huge dive. We've from... talked about league two refs on here before, haven't we? I've seen yeah. that. There was, it's not even one of those ones where it's like, it's a bad tackle, but he's got the ball of something. Like you look at it and you just think, what has he actually done there? Like it's it's it's, it's a complete <laughs> disgrace. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and um yeah, so I mean I wouldn't be surprised if that red card was overturned, but you know, doing all right there to get a one-nil win with ten men, and they've kind of won two of the last three now, so they are kind of starting to compete a bit again. Um Bradford City, they're the kind of... Because we talked a lot about uh, Mansfield and Stockport as the dangerous chasing teams. Bradford have now... They're only three points off the automatic places. They've won five of the last six. Um, Another win. Yeah, 2-0 against Colchester at the weekend. Um, Mark Easton in charge. He is, yeah. He had some questions. And uh, Liam, what, 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 yeah, what, there's, what, there's what no need to bring that up. I still don't back him. 
they'll fall off again. <laughs> well, we hope so. On the form they're currently on, they could be a threat. And you know, they're a big club there, you know, they have big expectations there, and their fans will be expecting them now to go on to automatic promotion. Maybe they'll get it, but we'll also get it because hopefully Stevenage will drop away and then and then there won't be as much pressure on us. Um Mansfield still on good form, picked up a win, but having lost on Mon- uh, well midweek, they just outside the playoffs. Um, Stockport just inside, they're only separated by goal difference, and then there's a four point gap down to Sutton, who have also played a game more. So it's it's the top eight now are the strongest contenders for promotion and playoffs. So you know, with only one of those teams potentially missing out. Barrow picking up form, could they get back into it? Swindon, our next opponents, they have improved a bit after some really poor form after changing manager after their manager got poached by Crawley. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they're now managed by who are they managed by? We got was it who's <laughs> that? Who's that? Oh, it's, uh, Jody Morris, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've won two uh, drawn their most recent game. They're a bit outside the promotion chase. We've got them next. They might be looking to get back in there. You know, maybe Barrow will. From there, you've just got a load of teams um, not really doing much in all. Uh, It's like Walsall finally stopped drawing. They got beat. Uh, by <laughs> by Barrow, yeah, yeah, they'd like drawn something like seven games in a row or something, and then Barrow turned up and beat them. Um, <laughs> Wimbledon haven't won, so these are two mid-table teams, but neither of them have won in six games or more. Um, down at the bottom, you said that win for Rochdale. We've already mentioned it because I mentioned different Stevenage's perspective. It does tighten things up a bit down there. Um, yeah, because they were really cut adrift at one point, were they? And, then, yeah. and now they're only, what, four points off safety? Yeah. Um, so Crawley have still got them three games in hand. They're just a point above them. I mean, um, that is true. But Crawley can't get a win for no. little money. So them three games in hand aren't going to mean anything if they don't win any of them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can maybe, you know, they could maybe pick up a point from them, but that yeah. won't, won't really do much to help them. Um, Hartlepool, couple of draws, Harrogate, a couple of draws. So there's a, there's a bit of a gap in form between those teams, Harrogate and Hartlepool, that are just keeping their heads above water. And then Crawley and Rochdale on terrible form. But now Rochdale have gone and got a win. So could be, it, it could throw it open again. Um, I I still think I think it's going to be Crawley and Rochdale to go down myself though. Yeah. I think unless Rochdale do actually see an upturn on form, see that win could just be a one-off. But yeah. if well, if know, Rochdale are a funny one at the minute though because their last three games they've lost one, drawn one, won one, and they yeah. were against Leighton Orient, Northampton, and Stevenage. Who at yeah. one point when that I think when that run started that was the top three. You know, yeah. so they've had a very, very bad run of games, and they've managed to sort of do get half as many points as they could have. So I, I, I think they might be the ones to watch. I think Crawley are probably down just because of what's going on in the club. But yeah. Rochdale, for me, I think I don't even think it'll be Hartlepool that gets dragged down into it. I think it'll be Harrogate. Harrogate, yeah, Harrogate, yeah, yeah. Harrogate, yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's one to watch, isn't it? We'd love to see it as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... I'm sick of playing them. <laughs> and then Gillingham, you kind of feel I kind of feel Gillingham and Colchester. Well, they're not safe, but yeah, I, th- I think and they're yeah. not on. Uh, you know, Gillingham have after that good form, not on as good form now. But uh, yeah, I feel they'll teams. probably go. Yeah, they'll probably have a good run again before the season ends. Um, you know, I think so. I think it's those four at the bottom, and I think it's eight at the top. Um, you know, down to Mansfield. Sutton are on good form, yeah. but they've still got like a four-point gap to overcome and really poor goal difference in order to get into the promotion mix. So it's starting to look more like an end-of-season promotion running now with a a set of teams chasing, you know, a number of positions. 
That's um, got to be the closest it's ever been, you know, when you look at it. There's six points <laughs> separating the top from second to eighth. Like a bad yeah. run of form and we drop out of the playoffs. Like as yeah. good as we look on paper in second, one bad run of games sees us drop right down there. And, you know, there's some quality teams down there with Stockport, Mansfield. I don't like Bradford, but they're in incredible form. Yeah, there's it's, it's been be like interesting. that. Yeah, I mean, it's that we're better than anyone like from like from Mansfield down though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, sort of from like, Sutton down, you don't see anyone. Well, I think we're yeah. better than second down, but yeah. it, it it it's just a matter of like you look at the games we've got coming up towards the end of the season. I don't think we. I think we only play teams in the bottom half three times. Mm. Yeah, we've had a bit of luck and consistency when we've needed it. Yeah. Um. So you know we've managed. Stevenage is a big of, one. Yeah, like, you know, results tend to go our way when they need to. And, you know, obviously that's nothing to do. Everyone else is inconsistent and we're maybe a little bit more consistent than all yeah. of those, apart from Orient, who, other than that <laughs> blip, which they've, you know, they've gotten over that now. Um, a couple of draws. Hey, Gaming and still got them left to play. Yeah, I mean, a couple of draws <laughs> in the last, you know, the last two games does seem like uh, poor, a poor run for yeah. them, unbeaten in six. And they've got a comfortable a comfortable gap but you know we um carry on you know if we then go and beat Leighton Orient we could be looking at a title push um most important thing is to make sure we, we get in the automatics yeah yeah, Touch yeah I don't all... think we'll have a problem staying in the playoff positions but you know, all you yeah, I did say yeah. touch wood. <laughs> who wants, who yeah. wants playoffs, man? Who wants playoffs, lads? Thank you so much for doing the uh, the league two roundup because we always get to find out what's happening here, what's happening there in the league two roundup with Liam and Will. Gentlemen, thank you so much for doing the League 2 Roundup. Very feisty one this week. Nice and opinionated. Liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, like it, like it. Um, there are new things afoot in the news at Brunton Park, in the fan zone I'm talking about. There's going to be live music as of Good Friday, which is April the 7th. And yours, effing truly, will be part of the lineup. That's right. I'm going to be performing a couple of songs that I've written about Carlisle United. I'd like to see if I could perform one for you right about now. Well I can see the guitar coming up. (laughs) There comes the guitar. And uh, I don't know how the audio quality is going to be uh, because, you know, it's not set up for that. So we'll just have to see how we get on. And, uh, you know, I might edit this out and put a better version in later. But, yeah, I hope you enjoy it, lads. This one is for for one of our own. Uh, It's for Owen Moxon. Here we go. He's a centre me. He's a number four. What's him defend? <laughs> Tell me what's him score. He'll find a pass when the run is on. Owen Moxon. <laughs> Owen Moxon. It's all right, lads. It's all right. It's all right. We'll get there. We'll get there. You know, it'll be it'll be nice and high tempo. Good. Yeah, you know, it's pretty yeah. good, isn't it? It's like, you know, he's a centre mid. He's our number four. Watch him defend. And we watch him score. And he'll find a pass. When the uh, run is on, I got it. Still, it's on. <laughs> it's on. Owen Mock's on. Anyways, I'll be doing that. Um, Love a bit yeah, of you know. <laughs> you know, I'll be doing that song and, uh, you know, a few other songs as well that I'll be uh, hopefully be able to come up with between now and then. And uh, the music will be kicking off around one o'clock. There's another local artist uh, that'll be uh, performing, doing covers of uh, popular songs. So it'll be good to get down there to the fan zone uh, on Good Friday, nice and early. Get yourself a nice seat in front of the stage somewhere. And uh, I mean, I've promised to wear blue and white face pin. So um, that'll be me. (laughs) That'll be me. Anyway, um, in other news, after that shameless plug, I mean, in actual news, um, after that shameless put, <laughs> um, the Football Insider has reported 
this week that Manchester United have drawn together a list of six senior players that are contracted to the club that they will be putting on the transfer market. And one of those names is, I mean, come on, boys, you know who it is. It's Dean Henderson, which means mm. that windfall might be more eminent than we ever Thought it was, lads. We've, we we do valuations every now and again here on the Blue Army podcast. Right now, after a decent run of form at Nottingham Forest, how much, Liam? Firstly, quickly, would you expect Dean Henderson to fetch? Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million for a young English prospect. You say young? He's like twenty-five. <laughs> with a year left on his deal <laughs> yeah true true the year left on his deal does affect yeah. things Will? I don't know what's considered an average price these days seem to have kind of died down a little bit I'm going to go I'll just pay um, probably some like 20 million plus add-ons maybe rise to yeah, yeah. But if Nottingham Forest are listening, a uh, hundred million would do just fine. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Uh, an injury update, gentlemen. Paul Huntington limped off uh, the pitch, or like strained his way off the pitch midway through the second half in the two-nil victory over Grimsby, which we'll be talking about in just a minute. But don't worry, it was just a tightening of the groin, and things weren't allowed to go any further than that. He's all looked after and he should be absolutely fine going into Carlisle's next game but the the, the question gentlemen is with Carlisle going into such a difficult um, run of fixtures and uh, you might be able to argue that our, our next opponents um, are a difficult opponent but is c- can you can you maybe have an argument for resting Paul Huntington for a game um... I think Corey Whelan's a very good centre-back. I think you're taking out one of our best players in Paul Huntington, but we've also got a really good backup on the bench. If he's not injured, I probably wouldn't rest him. But if he's got if he's got one of them ones where it's like he's probably fit enough to play, but he's maybe not 100%, then I might I might leave him out just as a matter of safety. Yeah, I mean it's a, um it's you know it's not a choose tonight game or anything. So no. let's see how he is through the week and you know, a do we have a Tuesday night game following it? I don't know. We've got work kit reds this coming Tuesday, but I don't think that really counts. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to um, that one. <laughs> ah, yeah, we do have a Tuesday night game follow. Oh, no, we don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Yeah, so it's, not, it's not for games. a little bit, I don't think. It's yeah. like when, in, when April you've got Good Friday and Monday. Mm. Yeah, well, then we've got Stevenage and Bradford. So. Mm. So things get more difficult. So there might be a case for uh, resting, Paul. Uh, but, you know, I guess we'll see. Because always, you know, you're trusting the physio staff and you're trusting if he starts, if he starts, I'll assume that he's 100% ready and fit to do a full 90-minute yeah. shift um, if he starts <clears throat> on the weekend. Sorry, gentlemen, I've cost you it into the microphone then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, well, then we'll move away from that awkward cough into the microphone by finishing the news and starting our first game of the podcast. That's right, gentlemen, it's time for True Blue or Not a Blue. Diddly, diddly, diddly do. <laughs> did we get 100% last time? You did for the first time. We did, time, we yeah. did. We got We've got high expectations time. to live up so to I've now. Made, I've made things harder this time by giving you four to guess. You have to guess right. four this time. You got three out of three last time. Mm-hmm. The name of the game is four out of four, gentlemen. Remember, all names can be real and all names can be fake. Let's play True Blue or Not A Blue. Diddly 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 do. For anyone that hasn't listened before, the premise of the game basically is, is my name I'm saying completely made up or... A former Carlo United player. Here we go, gentlemen. The first name. Mark Howard, thank you for the idea. Not a bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mark Howard, thank you for the idea. <laughs> Derek Simmons. Derek Simmons. Well, I can think of Derek's and I can think of Simmons. I just keep thinking of Derek Holmes. Yeah, and Scott, Scott Simmons. Yeah. So I don't know if he might be kind of like... Just those two. Yeah. 
Yeah. Should we go? Uh, I knew that. Not a bit. Yes, yeah. You would. Yeah, that's the point of the game. <laughs> you you have do done that. previously. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we saying, gentlemen? Not a blue? Uh, I think not a blue, yeah. yeah. Not a blue. Derek Simmons was never a blue. No, yeah. Is that what you did? Just no. combine the two names? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, gentlemen. You're on a clean slate so far. Will you get two out of two? Peter Carr. That it's name sounds vaguely familiar, but... But is that just because of Ryan Carr? Has he done the exact same thing again? Uh, I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> took, took Peter Murphy and Ryan Carr and, and my <laughs> <laughs> It's a more common name, Carr. It is... Carr with two hours. Um... I don't have I'm an temp- opinion on this. I'm tempted to say blue, true blue. I'll go with your gut. Okay. We're going with true blue, gentlemen. Peter yeah. Carr was never a blue. Oh, God's completely made up. <laughs> Absolutely, completely made up. Gentlemen, we'll move on to the next one. Here we go. It is Andrew Barnes. Andrew Barnes. I mean, there's an only just pick two very common sounding names. Andy Barnes. Mm. Yeah. Andy Barnes. Good old Andy, Andy Barnes. Barnes. Andrew Barnes. <laughs> As he just fought John Barnes. Uh, wow. Well, I mean, could say that for anything. You know, is he just thinking of Danny Murphy and <laughs> <laughs> hey, John Barnes never played for us though, so Yeah. Well. Unfortunately. Should we say um what do you what do you think? I think it's just going to be gut thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think Andy Barnes was not. Yeah, I'm going to say not, not, yep. not. Andy Barnes, not a true blue gentleman. Andrew Barnes, Andrew John Barnes was oh. a blue. Oh. <laughs> I'm afraid Andrew John Barnes. Was it's because we didn't have the John. That's all. It is. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew John Barnes was a midfielder. I thought that I didn't make it even worse for you. Like, That's completely made up. Andrew John Barnes was a midfielder that signed on loan to Carlisle United from June, from January to June 19, of 1994. <laughs> 1994 and played two games. So sucker punch. Um, take that. Uh, the, ne- the next one, gentlemen, and the final four. one. I didn't. I thought there was yeah, four, three, four. four this week. Four. Oh, we're dragging out uh, the misery for you this week. Yeah. yeah, we're dragging out the misery for you this week. Having yeah. a bad round this week. Yeah, we've got to Sean Vipond. Yeah, he was real. I'm not, uh, yeah, I remember okay. him. There's always one that Will knows right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> well, Liam, I'm actually quite surprised that you don't know that Sean Vipon was a bloom. He was a midfielder in 2009 and played four <laughs> times. <laughs> Is there any particular reason why I wouldn't know who he was? Well, you, just because you should know Sean Vipon. <laughs> Very talented winger, I believe. And uh, that, with that gentleman... Five-year-old Liam wasn't blue. paying enough attention. Yes, he weren't. And you should go back and learn some history, five-year-old Liam. Uh, sorry, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, thank you so much for playing True Blue or Not A Blue. Diddly, diddly, diddly do. It's a bit of a stinker for you this week, guys. Four, you know, mm, uh, two out of four. 50%. Two out of four, yeah. Bit of a stinker, bit of a stinker for you. <laughs> we'll move on, gentlemen. We'll move on to good times because this weekend, Carlisle United defeated Grimsby Town, the hot off the FA Cup winning Premier League side, Grimsby Town. That's right. We whooped them to nil. And before we dive into the match report, as I always do here on the Blue Army podcast, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for. The game, which featured, obviously, Hoyley in goals, Gibson, Feeney, Huntington, Mellish and Armour across a back five, which did very quickly change. I'm sure we'll go on to talk about that, gentlemen. Owen Moxon, Callum Guy and Alfie McCalman sticking out their positions in the midfield. And so, too, the front partnership of Joey Garner and Amari 
Patrick. Now, uh, we were there together, gentlemen, uh, in mm -hmm. the fan zone, enjoying a beer when the lineup came out. And uh, we were kind of struggling to put together exactly the kind of formation that we were going to see. And it only took about 20 minutes into the game until the formation kind of changed. And I think we, I think, Wills, you said the formation that it eventually became, but Liam, you said the formation that we started out to be. You assume Gibson would perhaps play as a right back, and Will, you maybe suggested uh, a four-four-two. But no. Oh, sorry. I mean, go on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it was the other way around, or if Liam. I mean, uh, yeah, I said it would kind of be. We'd still have a back three with Gibson as a right back, so right wing back. Yeah, I remember suggesting maybe you'd go to a four-three-three. Yeah, with a back four, but no, I think it, I think it was always going to stick to what he usually doesn't put him at right back for some reason. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know he scored, these... still don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah, no, but these, yeah. Things, things did change midway through the first half, and it looked like we did change to a back four for a little bit. And Gibson was given much freer reign because he was on the right, he was on the left, he was on the right uh, for for most of the uh, the sort of the first half. And um, I mean. Unfortunately, and uh, we'll just talk about this very quickly, or I'll just mention it very quickly, that uh, Joel Senior uh, was taken down by some kind of illness through the week and apparently hadn't eaten in something like 36 hours, so therefore wasn't able, uh, or Paul Simpson didn't feel like he was kind of strong enough uh, to play. After that very tweaky uh, formation, there was a long ball clearance made by Grimsby Town and uh, Carlisle fans had a bit of squeaky bum time as the attacker took it down fantastically away from Paul Huntington and shot with his left foot across a scrambling Thomas Hoyley who made a really good save. Lads, sometimes Thomas Hoyley gets a little bit of criticism for maybe getting easy clean sheets and not necessarily having quiet games sometimes and not necessarily having a lot to do. But, you know, evident here, you know, he's he's always he's always switched on at least, isn't he? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> conflicting opinions. I've got, I was about opinions. to say something, but Liam... Wills, I'll, no, I'll, let you go for, I'll, let, I'll let Wills go first. Well, let, yeah. let Liam cook for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I thought I thought he was a decent save. He, he did only have the one shot on target to face again, um, which was which was this one, you know, which 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 he did well for. Um, I I don't think Grimsby tested him a lot, but. I, you know, I don't think you could say he did. You know, he had a particularly bad game, or well, he didn't have a good game or anything. But um, yeah, he didn't really get tested, but made a good save. Got no complaints about him. <laughs> yeah, you sound like you might have a few complaints. <laughs> it's not. I don't think he had a bad game, but it's the reaction to that save that I've seen online, and it's like, people are saying going on about it, it's some brilliant save. But if it goes in, it's a different game, though, isn't it? That's what people. That's yeah, what the I point know. is. The point but is, he like, shouldn't have know, had it's... to. He shouldn't have had to be running across his goal to make a dive and save from it in the first place. <laughs> Why is he so far okay. off to his left? He's so far out of position. He shouldn't it's have well, to it... run across and make that save. He's so far out. It's such poor positioning, and people go on <laughs> as if it's some like magnificent save. If he doesn't, he's not make the only one out of all the defense is out of position. No, I know, but you, your keeper's the one that you you meant to rely on the most. I, I think. It's something that he sort of he's made a little bit of an error and made up for it, but people are going on about like oh it's some fantastic save and that oh Thomas Oli has saved us there. A decent keeper's not anywhere near where he was when the shot's being made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I I like Thomas Oli. And credit given to the attacker though. It's a great, it's a great touch. Okay, come on. <laughs> it is a great touch. It is a good touch. But I think if people if that goes in. People slate Thomas Hawley for being so far over to that side, and he, he's just mm. kind of made up for it a little bit by making the save. But yeah, that's my Thomas Hawley rant out the way. <laughs> too much credit where uh, too much credit given, uh, according to Liam. There, I mean, fair enough, fair enough. I can see where you're coming from. Uh, Carlisle were trying to knock down the door, and uh, eventual man of the match winner Joe Garner had an opportunity just moments later 
uh, from just outside the area. Uh, this was scrambled away by the Grimsby Town defence. And uh, Grimsby Town, I'm not sure, maybe they were trying to settle themselves into the game. Maybe they were just getting a bit too casual. But, you know, that hounder, once again, Joey Garner chasing down the ball. And Omari Patrick also doing exactly the same thing ended up with Alfie McCalmont being able to scramble onto the ball, shoot from just outside the D into the bottom right-hand corner. I mean, it's a really good shot. It's a quality goal for Carlisle United. And uh, it's, it's it's great to see Alfie chiming in with the goals with that, um, I mean, apparent, uh, there's rumours around the fact that there's an option to be able to bring him in at the end of the season if this loan spell goes out really well. Um, Liam? It's a hard-working goal, isn't it, that one? I mean, I spoke about it last week, a hard-working goal, but this is a different kind of hard-working goal. It's defensively hard-working from the attackers. Yeah, I think, you know, even though Joe Garner and Amari Patrick didn't score, I think they're both... They both had really good games in different ways. Like, that goal doesn't happen without Amari Patrick making that sort of tackle. Uh, he, he, he did really well. And, look, it's good press and play. And we we saw it a lot today, and I think that's maybe what Paul Simpson's liking about this new strike partnership. You know, Joe Garner will get a goal, Amari Patrick will get a goal, but it's Joe Garner's just nastiness. He, like, he's 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 an absolute prick to play against. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's if so he, funny. He's <laughs> so funny. I watch yeah. I watch really close to the pitch in the paddock, and like yeah. sometimes you know you can hear the comments and stuff. Like he's, he comes up, and you can see the facial expressions that he's doing at defenders and stuff. Like he's he's not just like a hound. He's like he's just a wind up merchant as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Imagine having to play against him and John Mellish in the same team. It, it, it's a nightmare, <laughs> isn't it? Like he's one of them players that if he. Because he plays for us, we absolutely love him. But if he was playing against us, we would despise him. We'd call him a cheat because he is. Because <laughs> he is a cheat, but he's our cheat and, he, and he's really, really funny with it. Um, <laughs> if he can be funny with it, then it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ref shouldn't let him get away with it, but they do. <laughs> he's very experienced. And somebody he doesn't get enough credit for as well, he's a fantastic footballer. Like some of the passes Joe Arna gets away and some of the tackles, some of the little touches he has. He's absolutely class. You know, he's a very good footballer. And I think Amari Patrick's the same, just a few years younger than him. Yeah. I mean, Wills, in terms of like Alfie Calmont's prospects at Carlisle United and scoring goals in League Two, is he starting to impress you? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's looking just, he just looks like a really good talent. Um, obviously, he's a full international and we might lose him for a few games mm. because of that. Um, is is just kind of like a really kind of well-rounded attacking midfield player. He's got a couple of goals. Um, they've been good goals too. Um, different goals that he's scored in the time that he's been with us. Um, took him a while to get into our starting lineup, but he's in there now. Um, I think that's more like a thing from like Paul Simpson's management style, isn't it? Like you, when his team's playing well, you have to really like earn your spot in the team, and when you get your opportunity, you have to you know do something. Yeah. And like on his first start, he scored a goal, so he's you know he's he's going to be given a bit more of an opportunity. Yeah, I would I'd definitely love for us to be able to sign him. Uh, whether he's more likely to go higher, um, I don't know. Because I, I I did watch your uh, podcast, Liam, and. Right. Yeah, I think you say like is he's of an age where unless he's gonna get into the lead squad now, they're unlikely to keep him. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what see what happens with it. I think yeah. there's a world where he's a long term Owen Moxon replacement. Because I think he's one of them players that's really good going forward, but can also get a good tackle in, like so, almost like an Owen Moxon style player. Yeah. And if some of the rumors about Owen Moxon, like there's no concrete rumors, but like yeah. he's a very good player and he probably will get scouted by some good championship teams in the summer. I think there is a world where he leaves and McCallum comes in as his sort of long term replacement if we go up. Yeah. Okay, maybe the world won't be such a bad place then. In that case, <laughs> but you are right. There are there are more and more increasing rumours about Moxon, and we don't really talk about it here because we just don't want bad things to happen. Um, but no. like, yeah, <laughs> you are right. We you don't are want right. to fuel um, them. Yeah, 
No, we don't need to fuel them. We don't need to fuel them. Um, I mean, Joe if there's Garner, any championship teams watching, he's absolutely dreadful. You don't want to go yeah. anywhere near him. <laughs> One in five passes, maybe, passes maybe, maybe, if you look like it. No, you know, I've just sung a song about him, but yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the song's to try and kind of encourage him to be better because he's not been good enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. That does sound about right. Um, I mean, unfortunately, though, the evidence won't back us up uh, because Owen Moxon soon sprayed a ball uh, over to Jordan Gibson, who found uh, Joe Garner, who had a good shot from just outside the area. Once again, showing a great link-up play from Carlisle United, and the momentum continued as Joe Garner won a header in the middle of the pitch, which Owen Moxon picked up, passed very nicely outright to Jordan Gibson, who instead of cutting in this time, cut to the outside and took a shot on his right foot. It's a really good finish. And uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he was in that new position, wasn't he? As, as sort of like a right back. Um, I don't think we've seen him in that position before. And uh, I yeah. don't necessarily want to see him in that position uh, too much. Yeah, look- but it is, it, is, it is nice to see his versatility, isn't it? I can hear you, Liam. <laughs> I mean, I would say You're not Grimsby. Moving. Yeah, I would say Grimsby didn't really test as much. And if they had tested as more, then... You know, Gibson's lack of defending might have been exposed. As it was, it was it was maybe a very canny choice by Simpson. Maybe he kind of knew that Grimsby didn't really have it in them to exploit a weakness on the right-hand side or that Gibson would be able to pin them back rather than get pinned back. Um, so I thought, I thought he had a very good game. Um, basically played as a... He, you know, basically played as a winger for us. He didn't have to. He didn't have to muck in at the back, and um, we seem to have now lost Liam. So yeah, um, lost Liam for now. But carry on, what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I was just kind of. I was hoping that he'd kind of like because he was about to say something as well. And I want to. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah, and I know he spoke about <laughs> Gibson at length as well on his podcast. Um, I think. I mean, we didn't really see what Gibson would be like, you know, you know, whether he would kind of be easily exploitable defensively if played as a wing back. And I wouldn't necessarily really want to see how a team that were better going forward in that position would deal with him because you'd still kind of think that he's a he's an attacking player, he's gonna get caught out of position, he's not really got defensive skills. Um don't know if you heard that, Liam. I was just kind of saying that I don't think Grimsby really tested no, uh, no, Gibson and he, he, you know, like I think he had a good game, but you know, I don't yeah. think that was because he defended well as well. I just don't think you have to bother with that side of the game. No, I don't like him at right back. Like I, I much preferred him when he got further forward as like a winger sort of midfielder kind of play, kind of player. Um, I think in there was an early portion in the game about twenty minutes where. Grimsby were having some success down that right-hand side. Now, I remember thinking we need to get some more defenders over that side as like a, get a Joel Senior on. Because Joel Senior, you said he wasn't fit enough to play, but he, he was on the bench, so he was an option, really. Um, or maybe Corey Whelan playing right back, something like that, a bit more defensively. Uh, and, and look, John Gibson had a very good game, but he's not a defender. He's anything, but he's he's, a, he's that, that kind of flair... Attacking it's, that, it's, it's that system that Paul Simpson plays though. Like the, the wing backs aren't necessarily. It's not necessarily about the defensive game. But they need to know how to defend if if it comes to it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like a body. Like, <laughs> well, well, but that's the thing though, because I don't think I don't even think Gibson's good at like tracking back from them attacking positions. You know, even okay, when he's played okay. as an attacker, he's still not like one of them ones that tracks back. He, 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 I don't think he's very good in that position. I think you need an attacking fullback. Like, I mean, Jack Armour's been consistently perfect for a good few years now. But that kind of Joel Senior, Jack Ellis kind of player who can get forward but can also do the defensive side of things. Whereas with Gibson, we lost out on that defensive side of things. And, and it was a little bit exposed really early on. But then I think kind of Grimsby kind of they threw in the towel a little bit and didn't really try much at going forward. Obviously, they had that one chance that Thomas Holy saved that we talked about. But Apart from that, there wasn't really much defending Carlisle needed to do at all. Yeah, I mean, the second half was uh, was was pretty quiet for the most part, uh, apart from the bit of social media that went quite viral of the little boy 
um, Alfie McCormick <laughs> shot in the in the wall where, uh, sorry in the Warwick Road ends who fell off the fell off the wall there. Um, if you want to check that out, I'll try and remember to put the link in the description. But Carlisle won, gentlemen, three games on the bounce, two 0 against Grimsby Town at home at Brunton Park. And I mean, Joe Garner got the official man of the match. Most people would probably be inclined to agree with that, but I am going to give my Foxes feature man of the match to the man we've been slugging off for a couple of minutes, Owen Moxon, because he's that terrible and awful at football. So he needs need something to like cheer him up, I guess, you know. Liam? I haven't mentioned him because I wanted to kind of save it for this part of the podcast. But Callum <laughs> Guy was absolutely class for 90 minutes. Some of his tackling and intercepting is is unreal and and he's been really good since we signed him like a good few years ago now. Callum Guy for me they gave it to Joe Garner and I think that's it it's a good choice but Callum Guy was somewhere else like he was really really good. Callum Guy was the guy for you. <laughs> but will <laughs> just got a good score. But when was the last time we each gave it to someone different? Nearly scored. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time we all three of us gave it something? It's been, I think we did two weeks on a row where we were all linked up the same one. But someone different. No, it's been uh, a while. Been a yeah. while. Well, it's happening this time. Uh, oh. So I'm giving, I'm giving. You give it to Thomas while I'm walking away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving my, uh, okay. my man of the matches, Amari Patrick. Uh, he, assisted, okay. yeah. he assisted one of the goals and he was involved in the build up to the other. It was. It, it 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 popped up here, there, and everywhere, and you know, on a on a day when we kind of like attacked quite, you know, attacked really well. I think he was kind of like he had one of his best games for us in a while, and just thought he was kind of like a real nuisance for Grimsby all game. Yeah, he, he said yeah. in a post game interview, I believe that he um he felt like he just wasn't going to go for him in terms of like trying to play with the ball, so he just tried to just work his socks off. Um, like defensively, cover ground, uh, just just get about the place because I just felt like maybe something was off with him running with the ball. I don't know, but yeah, like the work rate was evident, and so yeah, we, all three of us very different. Foxy's featured man of the matches. It'll be very interesting to see how that affects the chart table. Um, <laughs> I haven't spoke about that in a while, but yeah, we do do an end of season awards here on the Blue Army podcast, but. Uh, We'll keep things on track, gentlemen. It's time for us to look ahead to the weekend's opponent. Who is Swindon Town? I couldn't remember them earlier. Swindon Town, uh, the weekend's opponent. They lie 11th in the table, unbeaten in their last three games. It's away. It's Swindon. It's a bit of a classic for League Two, I'll be honest. Carlisle Swindon. And, yeah. um, I mean, we, we, you know, it's a backwards and forwards kind of fixture. Wills, uh, what are you yeah. going to be going for? Um, I think Swindon are on a bit kind of like iffy form and I think we can kind of just go there and do a professional job. I'm going to go 2-0 to Carlisle. Sounds fair enough, 2-0 mm. to Carlisle. I'll be kind of thinking I might agree with you, but first I'm going to hear what Liam's got to say. I think Swindon will score. I think they're a good team. I think we'll win 3-1. We'll maybe come from behind. Uh, nice comeback win. No. No, I don't like that, Liam. I'm going to go with Will. (laughs) 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 I didn't like that at all. I didn't like the idea of goals going in. Um, Right. (laughs) Right, The restaurant. That's true. You know, you might have to, but even still with Corey Whelan, you know, he's going to be trying extra hard to play mistake to a starting place. So, you know, I imagine he's going to fill in really well when he gets the opportunity. Ever the professional, uh, from my experiences, Wheels, as I like to call him. Wheels, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Wheels. That's his nickname. (laughs) (laughs) I write it on his sandwiches sometimes. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we'll move on, gentlemen. We'll move on to, uh, I mean, the penultimate feature of the podcast, and it's a... Fastly been taking this podcast's popularity by storm. It's get, time get for. Player, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's getting the player. Getting the player. Oh, player. 
Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas in the player. Gas Three uh, to Wills currently. After uh, you, you won last week, and um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Liam, this is your opportunity to claw things back. I'll be honest, though, I haven't made things any easier for anybody when it comes to the first guess. But gentlemen, yeah. as Liam lines up to take the first guess of this episode and potentially take three points, I believe it's you. Yeah, I'll, I'll take well. it. <laughs> Um, is it? I'll yeah. Take first. yeah, I believe it is. I believe it is. I believe it is. I believe it is. Liam, it's time for guessing the player. Here we go. The first clue on guessing the player this week is this player has won both the third division and League Two promotion, but only as a runner-up. Peter that, Murphy. His career was that long. Peter Murphy will be saying. It's not yes. Peter Murphy, my friend. Dumb. It's not Peter Murphy, I'm afraid. It's not. Wills? Um, so third division and league two. Promotion from league two. So it's a, it's a long career, potentially. Mm. Oh, I think I know it is. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... Ah, mine's... Here we go. Blank. Uh, <laughs> Derek Mountfield. Derek Mountfield. Yeah. It's not Derek Mountfield. Yeah. No Grand Slam free points this week, gentlemen. Now we go on to guess number two, which is up for a potential Liam's two points. <laughs> Liam, Liam's going to go. I've got a, I've got a theory. Liam's going to go again here, but I'm pretty sure he's not confident enough to guess it before he hears the second uh, guess. <laughs> Even if I did try and offer him a potential... No, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, we'll, we'll, stick to the rules. we'll stick to the rules. We'll stick to the rules. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. As well as this player winning both the third division and League Two promotions as only a runner-up, he went on after leaving Carlisle to make only one appearance for Gateshead before retiring. Well, that's ruined my guess. Um... Oh! <laughs> if Will's got some idea. I was going to say, I was going to say Chris Lumsden, and I don't really know who to go with but Chris Lumsden, so I'm going to have to stick with Chris Lumsden. Well, you're very honest and you're stuck with Chris Lumsden and, uh, you're going to be very sad that you did because it's not Chris Lumsden, I'm afraid. He didn't go Two points. Him. I knew it wasn't him. Yeah. Has <laughs> gone by <laughs> Liam and uh, Wills. So, yeah, uh, the second yeah. sort of uh, clue was uh, after leaving Carlisle, this player went on to play just once for Gateshead before retiring. Who do you think the player is? Is it Andy Crease. Andy Priest. It's not Andy Priest, I'm afraid, mate. It's not Andy okay. Priest. It's never it gone this far. Yeah, yeah. It's never gone down to the wire. We're playing for just one very important point right now. And, uh, you know, it might just come down to the wire come the end of the season. Uh, Liam stepping up to the plate once more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is a big clue, gentlemen. You know, you've got to try and almost give it away in the last one. So this is a big clue. Yeah. This player, before signing for Carlisle United, played over 400 times for Hartlepool. Very little. It's not Gary Little, I'm afraid, Liam. The opportunity has thus passed you by. Will's your chance to step in here. Guess that player. Is it? 
Is it Anthony Sweeney? It is Anthony Sweeney. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's extended the lead. Anthony Sweeney is the man <laughs> on the paper. And Wills has extended it to an eight free lead now for guessing the player. Boys, I mean, it's always a pleasure oh. to play guessing the player. Um, unfortunately, Wills is starting to gain a little bit of a lead. But as we know from experience here on the Blue Army podcast, during that guessing can the be player, cut very quickly. Yeah. It can be cut down very quickly, so it's not all over yet, gentlemen. But, uh, gentlemen, what is all over now is the podcast. God, it's been a bloody good one, hasn't it? Eh? Remember, remember we, if you don't like to Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That song in the middle. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, remember the song in the middle. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the match for a punt. Do you remember the bit where we were talking about that useless player, Owen Moxon? <laughs> Nobody should ever come and sign him because he just never, never, never make anything of his football moves. Anyway, anyway, gentlemen, before we slate a, a Denton home hero uh, any further, um, we'll wash our mouths out with soap because uh, we're going to be actually finishing the podcast this week with a song by a band called The Watawooks. Um, the Watawooks have done a couple of songs. They've got a song called Gone Up, which is about Carlisle United Gone Up uh, for promotion. I don't know why, very Geordie when I went Gone Up, uh, I said at the end there. Um, but this song <laughs> is the new song that they've came out with, and this song is called Moxon with a Fox on. Uh, but I imagine it's like Moxon with a Foxon. Um, but yeah, any, <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, we'll be playing out to that song. So there isn't really anything else left to do apart from saying bye for now. <laughs> Dixon's good without a fox on Moxon, Moxon You never Dixon's good without a fox on Did not get off to that one man It's all for what happened like It's from Denham, it's one of our own He makes a midfield tick just like a human metronome If the team's stuck in an all, I'll own a one stroll He'll mash around and draw the ball and likely make a goal Moxon, Moxon you never dicks his good without a fox on Moxon, Moxon You never dicks his good without a fox on Everyone wants the same ball Everyone's working hard It's just and doesn't fear There's no we wouldn't dear To make the blues gone up and make the other team look cheer We hope he doesn't gone Cause that'd be pure sham He'll take us to the premise by the same old master plan Moxon, Moxon Never dicks his cock without a fox on Moxon, Moxon You never dicks his cock without a fox on Moxon 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 Go home and do the same end goal The more everybody gets involved and we do our bit then Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.